excuse me a moment whilst I detach a four-year-old from myself. <laughs> um, there's something I was reading this week um, as we were praying that I wanted to share. It was um, when we did our 24 hours of prayer that Fee brilliantly set up. Thank you for doing that, Fee, that we were able to, to cover the family in prayer. And I think it sort of fits with the idea that God won't let go, that we will rise up, that we do have his strength. It's from 2 Kings chapter 6, and um, the sort of situation is that the king of Aram keeps attacking Israel, but he keeps being thwarted at every turn because Israel seems to know where he's coming and when he's going to attack and where he's going to attack. And eventually he calls all his advisors together and he says, what's going on? How come they know? Which of you is betraying me? And they say, actually, it's none of us betraying you. It's Elisha. They've got this prophet and God tells him what's going on and then he tells the king and then they know. Um, so the king of Aaron very cleverly says, right, well, we'll get Elijah, Elisha and uh, we'll sort that problem out. Um, very strategic. Um, so he sets his army off and they go to surround the city where Elisha lives, or is living at that point. Um, and the next morning, Elisha's servant gets up and goes out, as normal, and sees this huge army surrounding the city. And the description of him is overwhelmed with fear overwhelmed at the situation he is in and I feel like I think that phrase was really what what spoke to me because I feel quite overwhelmed with what has happened um, struggling to see how we move on at this point and um, Elijah comes out and stands next to him and prays and what he prays is Lord open his eyes and when he op- the Lord opens the servant's eyes and he sees the armies of heaven round the hillside above them, the chariots and the horses, um, and with his eyes open to see God's power, he can see that he who is for us is greater than he who is against us. And I feel like that overwhelming view of, of God's army on the hillside all around surrounding, so much greater and so much stronger, than the battle that we currently walk through. Um, That's what we need to remember this morning. We're here this morning to seek God because we need him to open our eyes and strengthen our hearts in our grief, to help us walk through this dark time, to know that actually he is glorious and he is victorious and what we face, he will walk through with us. Um. I advise you to read that bit in 2 Kings chapter 6. It's a very good story. It has a fantastic ending. Um, But yeah, I wanted just to focus this morning on our King of glory, who is so much greater, who is our strength and our comfort in time of sorrow. We need to grieve, and we grieve together. And then I think... Um, those of you on the church email will have got the email that Duncan sent out uh, possibly yesterday, I think. Um, Anne Ogden, uh, Anne and Trevor used to be part of our church. They left about six years ago. I know that because it's about exactly the time that we, Andrew and I arrived. Um, Anne shared that um, thought from David and Bathsheba um, when their baby was dying. David prayed and prayed and interceded and fasted for the baby. And then the baby died. And David got up and dusted himself off and worshipped God 
and that's what we're going to do now. We're going to worship our glorious, almighty God, who is our comfort and our strength in this really challenging time. There is, for those who may need it, some tissues. I bought three boxes of tissues, so please pass them round to those who need. Just so we go back into worship, um, Karen shared this with me for us, which just fits in very neatly with uh, going into this time of worship where we seek great consolation. It says, has this picture of Jesus standing on the troubled waters with us. He stretches out his hand and asks us to walk on the stormy sea to him. He says, we can do it. You can walk to me. Keep your eyes on Jesus and all will be well. And through this time of worship, let's receive the Spirit's balm for our soul.
And this is our sensitivities. This is, you know, the fragility of, of where we are at the moment and and just how, yeah, fragile and, and beautiful, but you have to be careful with it. And then beside this bed, there was um, a path of slab stones. That was the secure place in God that we stand. And I felt what God said was, don't trample on the sensitivities. Keep uh, speaking to myself, but keep myself, keep ourselves rooted in the Lord, in His Word. That's our strength. We'll all deal with it differently, but don't trample. 
on each other's sensitivities. And I was reminded of Job. And at the end of the day, when he came face to face with God, he had nothing to say. And I was reminded of Peter on the Mount of Transfiguration when he just felt he had to say something and blurted. And sometimes it's just good to, if you don't have anything to say, you don't need to have anything to say. Oh, 
Is a God that heals, our God is a God that saves, our God is a God that comes to heal the broken and save the lost because of his enduring, everlasting, almighty love. Your love never fails, never gives situation in our life. God is still good. And we will still declare, God, you are good. We will still declare, God, you are faithful. We will still declare, God, you are for us, you are not against us. In every trial, in every tribulation, on the mountaintop, on the valley, Lord, you are the same. Your character never, ever changes, God. And we will declare this. We will believe this.
day, every moment, every second. And I thank you that you're here, that you're here, because we are your church, but with the holy, holy, holy blood of Jesus Christ. Redeemed, called, chosen, set free. And because you were sent, you bring with you heaven. That where Ed is, where Keith is, where Brenda is, where Ralph is, we can experience this heaven because it's your will that your kingdom come and that your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. So I thank you, oh Holy Spirit, for touching us in a place and in a way that no one can. Yes, God. In a way that no one can. For you are our burden bearer. You are our comforter. You are our guide. And we will continue to walk by your grace and your glory and your power to fulfill, to complete the calling that you have placed upon us. It's your work. And you choose whom you will. And we trust you. We do trust you. We don't understand. But we trust you. Because you see what we can't. But we follow your heart. We follow your heart. And you heal our hearts. Thank you, Holy Spirit.
Thank you for our certain hope of future glory. But we know that the end of this life is not the end. We thank you that the glimpses we see of your glory are just that, just glimpses of what is to come, Lord. And we thank you and we praise you. We praise your name, Father, for this time in your presence, for your spirit and your healing with us here today. I wonder if you want to take your seats. I'm going to invite Steve over to speak to us. Um, just as I was worshipping, praying, I looked around just before the kids went out and I saw our whole church family gathered together and I thought, what a beautiful thing. Um, with our busy lives, we're not always all here at the same time. There are still some who are missing this morning who couldn't be here. But actually... Ed was really passionate about our church family drawing together and being a family. And this is great to all be together this morning. Um, But actually one of the things we talked about in the leaders meeting recently was actually we're part of a wider family um, of um, OCC and Salt and Light. And actually we're so, so blessed to have that support from the other churches in our area and our sphere uh, and it is a huge blessing to have um, Steve and Lorraine and Nick with us this morning supporting us and being with us as a wider church family as we go through this time of grief so thank you guys for coming and um, yeah thank God for the blessing of the wider church family can I pray for you as you start Steve Lord, I thank you for Steve, for bringing him here this morning. I thank you for all the many gifts and blessings that you have given him. Um, Lord, I thank you for his relationship with us as a church, with Ed and Kate. And Lord, as we meet together this morning, I thank you for the words that you've given Steve to share with us. And I pray you would just bless him now as he shares. Bless us, Lord, as your spirit is here this morning. We thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, um, just want to say thank you to Duncan and Jenny for the way you steered us through this morning and for the worship team. Um, I think the Holy Spirit's helped you uh, and you've helped us. Um, you know, and the way you have guided us this morning has been superb because we're all we're all in pain this morning. There's no question about it. Uh, we're all in pain, 
Um, and I suppose as you've talked to one another and we've talked to one another, you know, some of us have sort of bumped, Lorraine and I bumped into Patrick at Tesco's yesterday morning and, you know, you, you want to open your heart and yet you don't know what to say, uh, you know, because, because your heart's full. Um, of all sorts of things, incredible mixture, and you probably had that experience this week that we've had of uh, unbelief, uh, shock, uh, desperate prayer, um, outpouring of affection for Kate and the kids, uh, and then you've had to do other things. You've had to live your normal life and yet your head's somewhere else. Um, we had planned for yesterday uh, a family gathering. So five kids, their partners, all, the, all their kids, 21 people at home with us yesterday. Uh, you know, and you carry on doing this thing and yet underneath your heart somewhere else because, uh, you know, well, because it is. <laughs> And I don't want to be glib this morning, uh, you know, we're, we're, we are all in, we're all in pain, there's no question about it. And yet, then, so then this morning, I took my tablet off the side of the bed and, and opened my tablet to Facebook, because I knew there'd be some pictures of our family there, and the first face to come up was Ed's. Have any of you looked at Facebook this morning? Um, so, first posting, you, know, you open Facebook page, first posting, there's Ed beaming at you, and, you know, a message from Kate, and, and I thought, yeah, that's today, well, it's all this week, but, um, and, and then you see the grace that God's pouring out upon Kate at the same time, uh, as she walks through this, so, you know, we're, we're all in the same place this morning and you're probably glad somebody else was leading the meeting and somebody else was leading the worship because you wouldn't have liked to do it. Um, and, you know, it, it is difficult to know what to say and I don't want to be glib at all. We're fairly stunned by this week's events and especially for you as a church, mindful that this is the fourth uh, death in the last few months um, perhaps in many ways this is the least expected um, and the one that affects all of us as a church really profoundly because Ed was right at the centre um, I mean, I, I know all the religious languages Jesus is at the centre but we understand that Ed was right at the centre and held things together and and I said to somebody earlier, Ed was one of the most understated people I know. You know, he didn't, he didn't boast about all he was doing, he just got on with it. And he got on with caring, and he got on with meeting people. He had a, a, a remarkable reputation in the church in Abingdon, the larger church in Abingdon. Everybody loved Ed. Well, we all loved love Ed. Uh, Lorraine and I worked out that we'd known him for 25 years when he first walked into our church in Oxford that we were leading at the time and we saw this fine young man shortly followed on occasions by this fine young lady uh, and you know I was reflecting because these are times for reflection 
you know, when we had a conversation in our leaders, we said, this is a fine young couple, but God spoke to us to send them to Abingdon. When we said to them, how about going to Abingdon and being part of the church there? Because they need, you know, some quality people. They prayed about, they didn't hesitate. And they gave their hearts to Abingdon and to the church here. Uh, And mustn't get into nostalgia and too much reflection but you know but but you're there aren't you in this sort of week you think about all sorts of things and and then you know when previously the Roger and Di were moving on to Henley you know it was clear who should take the lead here I mean there was just very little doubt in all of our minds at all this quality couple uh, you know, and, and then I remember because uh, after for, for, for several years, Ed was bivocationally in two jobs, <laughs> leading the church, and he was a scientist, very gifted scientist. And I remember saying to Ed, "So, Ed, where's where's your heart? Is it science, or is it the kingdom of the church?" He said, "There is no question about that, Steve. Um, you know, it's in the church." He said, "I love God's people." I love the community church in Abingdon. I love the church in Abingdon. Um, you know, this is where my heart is. So, <sighs> I do feel that Duncan and Julie have done a great job this week in pointing us in the right direction. Uh, Duncan used a phrase about Ed in his email on Friday. Ed was a mighty man of God. He would never have called himself that. He was much too humble for that, but he was. Uh, he and Kate were rooted in God. Um, Kate is rooted in God in a special way. Julie pointed us to Psalm 46. A uh, powerful psalm. Uh, so helpful. Um, and this is a time, you know, when in a sense we huddle together for strength, don't we? Absolutely appropriate. Dom sorry <laughs> I, I love the tone you set at the beginning you know saying sit down don't sing do sing uh, you know stand sit kneel you just set us free really to be ourselves and you did a great job keeping singing when we didn't want to sing uh, so well done and you've helped us to fix our hearts on truth this morning and we're very very grateful we are allowed to grieve we mustn't be so victorious that we don't grieve. Um, you know, there's this funny mixture that goes on in all of us. Um, so, what do I want to say this morning? Well, I want to say just a couple of very simple things. I know some of you have heard me speak before and think he perhaps goes on occasionally. This is a short one. Um, but let me just say a couple of things. First of all, in the midst of considerable loss considerable loss which will change the church here I mean it will change the family much more but it will change the church here Um, we still see many blessings one of the things we need to keep hold of in the midst of this sense of what's going on is there are huge blessings that we can see at the same time which encourage us and um, we've had some communication with Kate this week as many of you will have had 
she and the kids are standing firm in God. There is something that happens in the midst of these events that is really, really unusual, but that is that those right at the centre of them receive a grace from God that others don't receive. (laughs) So the grace of God is poured out on Kate and Florrie and Reuben and Jacob in a way that it's not poured out on you and me. Uh, so we struggle with, you know, what's going to happen to them. And they're surrounded in this cocoon of the grace of God, which is a divine gift to them to allow them to walk through these events knowing the presence of God. And that's who Kate and the kids are. Lorraine and I couldn't help but reflect on the King's School prize giving last week when the Evans kids walked off with a wheelbarrow load of sort of certificates and awards. It's like, you know, everything, you know, they they got commended for for so much. Um, And, you know, Ed's standing on the side beaming proudly, uh, you know, at at his kids. Um, This is a family well-grounded in Christ. And, and Kate has been surrounded also by Ed's family this week, Ed's parents, who many of you will have met because they visit here often. Uh, they've always been supportive of Ed and Kate and you know, do regular babysitting stints, as many of you know. Um, but they have been right at their sides. And for, for Kate to be able to go back to Andover with Ed's parents... You know, and be cared for for a couple of days until she comes back here. Uh, just a very special gift. And they are such rock-solid Christians themselves. And that's a great blessing. And so the huge blessings. Local churches, you know, who keep making... We're praying for you, we're praying for you, we're praying for you, because everybody knows and loves Kate. That's no small blessing uh, at all. That's, that's huge an international family, I have to say, of salt and light who've been sending love and prayers. Um, you know, as they have heard our news, they've sent back saying, we're praying for you in Abingdon. We're praying for the church in Abingdon. And, and one thing that Duncan wrote in his email to you was, you know, the enemy has a strategy to smite the shepherd and scatter the sheep. Let's huddle. <laughs> let's get together, let's not be scattered and we've had those same prayers being offered up in India and in Africa and in United States and Canada for you here, that God will help you to stand Uh, Neil Townsend has been a great source of strength for the family, you know stayed with them through these difficult days that they've walked through this week Uh, and he sends his lovers, do many people around the world. So there are huge blessings which we want to acknowledge um, as has already been said. And what occurs to us is, is you know, all, all the questions. How are Kate and the kids going to do? Well, you will see. You will see. Uh, because Christ will be with them. Um, and in the midst of great uncertainty, which we all feel 
touched by in one way or another there are great certainties and the worship team have pointed us to some of these this morning as we've worshipped together the first one is very simple we've all recognised this morning various people have prayed it you know the first most important certainty is that Ed is now in the presence of Christ that was what he dreamed of years ago when he became a Christian committing himself to Christ that's, that's what he was committing himself to eternal life now that will go on forever this is the solid rock of Ed's life, Kate's life their kids' lives and Ed is now in the presence of Christ now our problem is that we weren't ready for this transition uh, it's a big shock to us and there's one verse in the Bible you probably all have verses that you don't like in the Bible or perhaps you're too spiritual but there are some verses that are a little bit of a mystery and and I'll tell you what one verse is it says precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of the saints now that's a verse we don't like because we don't think this is precious this letting go of Ed who we love it doesn't feel precious it feels a loss it fills us with grief we're sad uh, we're sorry for ourselves we can begrudgingly accept you know that praise God Ed's in a better place but it's still a bit grudging somehow but when the scripture says precious in the eyes of the Lord is the death of the saints in other words and I'm thinking of other friends who've gone on like Ralph and Brenda and Keith and now Ed and Jackie forgive me for omitting one and God says I wanted them with me and we don't live very easily with that precious in the Lord is the death of the saints there's something like he's gathering people he loves to himself trouble is he's taking people we love here's, here's the, the sort of detention for us and somehow it requires some alignment in our own minds to say we'd like to see it your way at the moment we don't we see it our way but God would you help us to see that actually Ed's in the best place possible actually it's what you died for Jesus that Ed and these others who we have named should be in your presence you wanted that actually you want everyone to enjoy your presence and there but it's one of the great certainties it's a pillar of our faith and the 
our problem at the moment is somehow aligning ourselves with that emotionally, which we uh, is not easy to do. The second thing I simply want to say about the certainties that we have is that somehow this was in God's great plan. Now that's also something we find difficult to accept because it looks like and feels like to many of us as we've prayed through this week an incredible tragedy but we have believed in a God and we've sung about it this morning I really did think, I'm repeating myself I know you've done a great job in leading us this morning we've sung about a God who loves us a God and somehow this, this alignment and difficulties and adversities and the death of those close to him and he gets to a point in chapter 3 I will read this, you don't need to read it but and he says here's my problem I'm trying to anchor myself in God but all of these things are going wrong around me and this is what he says if I go to the east God's not there it's like how do I locate God if I go to the west I don't find him if he's at work in the north I don't see him of course he's very deeply personal it's about personally trying to understand what God's doing and when he turns to the south I catch no glimpse of him which is part of our problem where's God in all of this and then he says this but he knows the way I take when he has tested me I will come forth as gold there's a trial of our faith going on at the moment we are not sure what God's doing this is part of our problem we're not sure what God's doing or what it's all about or why this should have happened to such a super couple as Ed and Kate and their kids precious kids who we all love we're looking to try and find and we're not and we're not understanding but he knows the way we take and when he's tested me I will come forth as gold in one of her texts back to me just on Friday it was Kate said the grace that I'm experiencing is incredible I'm really aware of that you are going to watch a woman of God walk through this difficult situation with an incredible grace that comes only from God and strength that comes from God and you're going to watch children walk through that and some of us here have experienced this you're going to watch children walk through the loss of a father it's going to be the making of them because of the grace of God that is at work in their lives and 
The challenge here is for every one of us who's trying to work out what's going on, this doesn't seem fair, why should this be, etc., etc., say, but he knows the way we take, and when we come forth from this, we will be as gold. There's a journey that every one of us is going on, which will produce strength in us, and hope in us, and joy in us, and greater trust in God, because we walk with God through this situation. I suppose here's one of the certainties that I want to give to you this morning. God is for this church in Abingdon. He wants to strengthen you and help you and walk with you so that you know him better after all this than you did before all of this. And that's his promise for you. So you know what? All the uncertainties, this is a certainty. God's with you. He's for you. He wants to help you. And then, here's a third certainty. That we have a shepherd who walks with us. And I'm going to read a psalm that is read regularly at such times as this. It is because it's a favourite It's a favorite because it's true and we derive strength from it you know the psalm well it's psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd what we're praying at the moment is that Kate and the kids walk through all of this with the shepherd of their souls with them the Lord is my shepherd and, but it's true for all of us too with the sense of loss because I know Lorena and I have been emotionally all over the place this week because Ed and Kate were sort of like a spiritual son and daughter we loved them <laughs> and honour them and esteem them and have such an affection for them we think they're a special couple and to watch your kids walk through this is that's how we feel about it but you've all walked with Ed and Kate through different things they've touched your lives in all sorts of different ways they've impacted you, you have precious memories, the Lord is your shepherd the Lord is my shepherd I shall lack nothing he makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside quiet waters he refreshes my soul our souls have been battered over the last few months several have passed on that's a battering of our souls this final one a big body blow but Yahweh God Jehovah is the shepherd of your soul who will restore your soul he guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. That means he'll teach us how to act and how to respond. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. We've sung it, we're reading it, we're reminding ourselves, we're fixing ourselves on this truth. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me 
in the presence of my enemies. The table of the Lord is not prepared sort of in a sort of free and easy place. It's prepared for us with adversity all around us. We eat at the table of the Lord. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. I read and reread this psalm recently because I was walking with another family through bereavement. And I had not realised what this verse said until about two or three weeks ago. It says here, Surely your goodness and love will pursue me, will chase me. It's not like they'll dribble into my life just as I need a little bit of provision from God. No, no, no. Your goodness and love will come after me, will pursue me wherever I am. All the days of my life, you're going to be chased by God's goodness and love. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. There's that promise of the same eternal hope. And as I've been reading and rereading this, all I see is this psalm is full of confidence. I lack nothing. I will fear no evil. You prepare a table before me. Goodness and love will pursue me. Our life is full of certainties, as well as uncertainties. And the thing we need to know how to do is to seize the certainties, even in the midst of all the uncertainties. The book of Hebrews talks about it like this. He says, we have a hope, which is like an anchor for our soul. And excuse me, roots us into the presence of God. Most boats have anchors that anchor them down. We have an anchor that anchors us up into God. And we're praying that you'll find that anchor. Now Nick's going to come and lead in prayer. Thanks, Steve. And um, just wanted to bring uh, love and prayers from the other Open Gate churches as well, in Henley and Digcott and Wantage and Swindon. Um, they're all praying for you as a church, praying for Kate and the family uh, today. I know in Digcott there are many people who knew and loved Ed and are feeling his loss. Uh, so yeah, they, the churches send their love. Shocked, and we because you're you're my mind thinking about Ed, faith than Ed. Thank you for his goodness, his great kindness. And thank you that he was a servant. You shared his love with to this school, to the community of Abingdon. He was someone who was always willing to serve, who never stopped giving. Thank you that Ed loved you and others. And thanks for sharing 
his master's happiness. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you in the midst of... Thank you for the grace uh, that Kate has testified to. Thank you in the midst of such sadness. She is knowing your love and your faithfulness. We want to pray together that they would know your comfort and your presence and your love. We pray, would you speak to their hearts? Would you grant them peace? Would you grant them sleep? Holy Spirit, be their comforter. Be their strengthener. We want to pray for the practical arrangements that need to be made with provision, with planning for a funeral, with all the practical things, uh, even with uh, going away to, to Supernatural Advance this week. We pray, would you help them? Would you be with them? Would you make their way clear in all this? And we pray for Ed and Kate's wider family Grieving their their son, their son-in-law, their their brother. Pray for his friends. Would they know your love and your comfort? And Lord, we want to pray for us as a church, us as his friends. Um, We miss him dearly. Would you help us to fix our eyes on you and set our hearts right in you in faith? Help us to become aligned, as Steve was talking about, to your ways and your plans in the midst of our pain and our loss. Please, Lord, help us to keep running the race that Ed has run so well. And we want to thank you, Lord, for the great plans you have for Abingdon Community Church, for this church. Thank you that even though uh, we have lost Ed, uh, you have plans and a way forward for us as a church. We want to thank you for the team guiding the church through this time. We pray you'd grant them wisdom. We want to thank you for Michael and Kate coming uh, soon and the blessing that will be. We pray, would you help us to move forward with sorrow in our hearts but also joy in you. Help us to move forward into all the plans that you have for this church, for this community, for your people here that many, many people would know the love and the grace and the joy that Ed experienced that he is experiencing now in your presence. Because greater is he that is for us than he who is against us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. 
There's a couple of very practical things that I'm going to do because I do the practical bits. And then Duncan's going to share a passage with us as we close. Um, the first one is, we haven't done notices today, you'll notice, and I know you're all very disappointed that we didn't do notices. The main notice is, check your emails. Email is the way that we will be communicating with you. News, when, you know, arrangements are made for Ed's funeral, for what's going on in the life of the church, for where we're at, for anything that we need to share with you will come by email. So please check your inboxes regularly. If you haven't had emails, primarily from Duncan this week, but you think you're on the church distribution list, then check your spam box because it might have just given up on us. Um, and if you're not on the church distribution list and you want to be kept in touch, then please give us your email address and we will make sure we include you. We can't work out how to add you into the church distribution list because yet another practical point that Ed and Ralph were the people who knew how to do that. Some practicalities that we will be overcoming in the future as we go. Two things that I would ask for you to continue to pray for. Obviously, um, Kate and the family uh, and us as a church, but I'm really aware that Jacob Evans' birthday is in July. It's tomorrow. I thought it was soon because I thought it was the end of July. So Jacob will be nine tomorrow. And obviously that is going to be incredibly hard for him in the wake of losing his dad last week. So please do pray for Jacob and the rest of the family tomorrow particularly because that's really, really hard for them. And please pray for us as a church leadership team. We are meeting this afternoon to try and work out a few immediate practicalities of the way forward but obviously over the weeks and months ahead there's decisions and planning and organising and just somehow filling the huge void that Ed has left in our church family at a practical level as well as, well as a spiritual level so um, we would really appreciate your prayers as well um, as a leadership team is there anything else that I have forgotten there's no meeting next week that's a very important thing to say. We won't be here next week. A gr large group of us, I think, I hope, will be at Supernatural Advance up in the field near Evesham somewhere. Please do come and join us Saturday and or Sunday. It would be great to see you. Day visitors always welcome. Um, so please do, if you are able, come and join us on the Saturday tea time-ish. We will be having a barbecue in our church group and we'd love to have as many of you join us as, as, as are able. So do come and join us um, and join in the barbecue and eat food which will be cooked beautifully on barbecues that we will get from somewhere. Um, I have a feeling they may still be in Ed's house so we'll get them because I think he's already bought them because he's organised um, so please do come and join us next weekend up at Supernatural Advance. Don't come here next Sunday because we won't be here. But do come the next week because we will be here um, celebrating the end of Holiday Club. We are talking about Holiday Club this afternoon. So that's another thing to pray for, please. Um, and keep supporting each other and keep in touch, basically. So... Um, Duncan's got a passage he wants to share and then um, we will close Thanks Jenny I'm touched by the fact that I'm no good at practical stuff and that my emails end up in people's spam boxes <laughs> I know she didn't mean it like that As we go from here 
I just wanted to read this out. This is my Bible reading, one of the Bible readings for today. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declare the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. As the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So, brothers and sisters, let us go out in joy, be led forth in peace, the mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree, and instead of briars the myrtle will grow. And this will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. Lord, send us out in the power of the Spirit to live and to work for your praise and for your glory. Amen. Amen. As uh, the shutter